Hello and welcome to Her Ambitious Career, the success podcast for corporate women who want more from their lives and careers. Each week, we share career and leadership strategies to help you set stretching goals, own your value, build visibility and credibility, gain recognition, get paid and confidently take your career to that next level. Whatever your ambition, let's do this thing. Now, here's your host and career success expert, Rebecca Allen. Ladies, welcome on into the show today. I'm really, really glad today because I have Alison Lim with me. Hi, Alison. How are you? I'm very well, Rebecca. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining me. Alison has a career working in consumer goods businesses all around the world and currently works for a leading beauty company here in Australia. And Alison and I have been talking about the idea of inclusion and introversion and how these things are intrinsically connected. And I said to Alison, would you like to come on the podcast? Because it's such an important topic that we talk about the various aspects of inclusion. And, um, you know, we've kind of hit upon this point that we think introversion actually is a really kind of um, underrepresented, if you like, group within this concept of inclusion. So we wanted to talk about that today. Alison, in your experience, you know, the corporate world is sort of geared towards favoring extroverted communication types, if you like. What are your thoughts around this need for being more aware of how, you know, introverts are obviously um, adding value all day long, but if they're not given the opportunity to speak, for example, then how do we know that value? What are your thoughts to that in your experience? Yeah, it's an interesting question. And look, I actually never um, thought at any point, hang on a second, I'm an introvert. Um, It wasn't a label that I gave to myself. And I think that it's something that obviously, as you move through corporates and you um, do Myers-Briggs exercises, you start to understand there's a there's a label. Um, and, you know, sometimes I get colleagues saying to me, oh, you know, Alison, I know you're an introvert, um, but, and just to have that label sometimes is quite confronting because I don't, I've never seen people as extroverts and introverts, but just that we're all different and we have our own style. And... I think introverts or those who are perceived to be quieter actually have a lot to say um, in many forums. But what we tend to do is wait for others to speak first. I think we're probably better at listening. And then what we say actually is quite direct and, and straight to the point. So I think that introverts might not necessarily weigh in on everything um, within a conversation. But they'll say what is needed um, and relevant um, at the right time. Yeah. And I think you're right because communication is not just about speaking, is it? It's also about how we listen and how we actively absorb information rather than just, um, you know, coming up with the first thing that comes to mind and just speaking for the sake of speaking. But it is a balancing act between the two. and, and, And I think that introverts naturally have that strength in listening deeply to what's going on and connecting dots, I think, between bits of information and bits of data 
to ultimately come out with maybe a more thought through or deeper thought through um, comment or solution to a problem. And I've seen it throughout my career, you know, working in corporate environments. I think so many environments within a working day really favor that more overt communication style in terms of meetings, you know, and speaking up in meetings and public brainstorming and, you know, being asked your opinion on the spot. Those are all examples where, you know, introverts might not naturally feel very comfortable at all. Mm. Um, And I think it's that awareness that, that we all need to be kind of, you know, more aware of so that when we are running team meetings or when we're engaged in team meetings, that we have that conscious awareness to make sure we're including those different perspectives in the room. Absolutely, 100% agree. Um, And look, I I think with introverts in meetings, introverts are just waiting um, for everyone to stop talking and then they'll come in (laughs) and, as I said, weigh in. But they're probably not likely to talk over somebody else. I think that's that's the key thing. But they usually do have something to add. Um, And as you mentioned, you know, with consideration of all the different data points that they have um, and listening to all the views around the room. So I think what comes back is usually a more rounded um, more rounded comment, a more rounded thought through um, answer or, or um, contribution. Yeah. And like you say, you know, doing those sorts of um, personality profiles where you get sort of labelled in a particular way, um, there's that feeling that if you're labelled as an extrovert, then that's just the kind of way it is. But if you're introverted and you're labelled in that particular way, then somehow you need some to do some work or, you know, that's seen as a weakness or whatever right. it might be, which is ridiculous. Because like you say, it's just like a different way of communicating. It's just a different way of thinking or solving problems. And I think it's when we're talking about inclusion, it is about understanding that, you know, there are lots of different ways you can arrive at a solution. And actually, the more diverse thinking you have to get to that outcome, the better. Definitely. And the thing that's interesting is I remember actually a long time ago, very long time ago now, I interviewed for a big retail business in the UK um, when I was a grad, grad level. And we had this ridiculous process where we had to, I'm sure people listening would relate to this. We had to do a personal presentation on the brand. It was solving some problems of the brand. Fine. So I do the presentation. I'm quite comfortable doing presenting. So I was fine with that. And then we had a group exercise where we were basically being analyzed in a group situation. And having already done a sort of presentation where I knew I delivered pretty well, I thought it was important in the group environment to actually hold back Mm. and allow the people in the room to to speak up and to share and and invite people to speak up. And I was actually, I actually wasn't successful in getting that role. And the reason, the rationale, if you like, for that, it was a three-day interview. It was ridiculous. It was on site. It was ridiculous. It was so long. And they said to me that because I hadn't spoken up more in that group environment, I basically wasn't a good fit for the company. And I remember Mm. thinking, that's completely ridiculous because I know I'm not an introverted character. And I know I was trying purposefully to demonstrate different skills in that meeting, having already delivered my extroverted kind of presentation. And I thought that was such a narrow-minded way of determining whether or not a candidate would be successful in the role. I think corporates are changing a little bit. I think that, you know, there are roles that are coming to play um, that are much more important than they, than they used to be. For example, 
data um, analytics and data scientists roles. And the sort of personalities you meet sometimes within some of those areas tend to be more introverted. So I do think, you know, that the needs of the business are starting to have to incorporate more um, types of people and and accept that not everyone's the same, not everyone's going to be able to stand up um, in front of a boardroom um, and explain a presentation with, you know, a lot of storytelling. But you know what? They get the job done and they're great at the numbers and they understand all the data and the technicalities of, of a role. Yeah. And in that way, they're adding huge amounts of value because, um, you know, their modus operandi is actually that technical aspect um, and getting the the big, you know, sort of intellectual work done, um, but not necessarily being that master storyteller. Yes. Um, but a leader in their own way and a leader That's in it. their own environment. That's it. And that's something I was going to ask you about, Alison, because, you know, the, the thing is, is what you can deliver great results like you're describing. You can do great data analysis, for example. You can do um, whatever it might be. OK. And the important thing then is that people then connect that work and that value with you. And I'd be interested in your thoughts on whether or not introverted, um, naturally introverted people are more struggle more, if you like, in terms of raising their awareness or the awareness of the work that they're doing, the value that they're adding, do you think it's harder for people who are more naturally introverted to do that? I firmly believe in this situation. It depends on the environment that you're working in. Um, you know, I've been at organisations where you don't have to do anything special to, to showcase what you're doing and the work in itself is recognised and your ability and your agility to learn is highly recognised. Um, you know, in other environments which favour extroverts, then I think you just need to act a little bit smarter and maybe go about things in, in a little bit of a different way. But nevertheless, make sure that your um, points are heard and your work um, stands for itself. And, you know, in, in those environments, I would say, yes, they, introverts probably do need to work that little bit harder. Um, but I do think it's, it depends on the environment that you're in. So, you know, I, last week, actually, I had some bit of sad news about um, a CEO of a former company that I used to work with who passed away. And it was actually amazing watching the tributes flowing in on LinkedIn about this person. I didn't know him personally myself, um, but I wish that I did because the tributes that were flowing were talking all about, you know, his character as a human being and how he made everyone he met with um, feel like the only person in the room. And then someone called out in one of their tributes how, you know, he was an introvert by nature, but he managed to just connect with people at a really deep personal level and left an absolute indelible impression um, in in any setting um, that he was in and with any person that was in. And reading all of that, I was actually quite inspired um, how someone who was considered an introvert had managed to touch so many lives um, and across so many spectrums of um, people in different countries, um, from very senior leaders to the most junior person on the ground. And mm -hmm. I think that 
says a lot that, um, you know, there are enough places that do recognize uh, great leaders and, and leaders can be introverts 100% and take those big jobs as well. 100%. And I know that a lot of the ladies listening will identify with this concept of, of being more introverted and communicating in a more introverted way. A lot of my clients would sort of describe themselves that way. I don't like the idea of labeling because it feels like it's diminishing you. But I think whatever we are, it is what we are naturally. And I think it is about leveraging whatever you do naturally to still get your outcomes, whatever that might be. And I think introversion, actually, I, I genuinely see introversion as this massive superpower. And I think it's because you're taking that step back to listen. And I think when we listen deeply to people, that's interesting you were saying about this gentleman who felt like he was connecting with everybody and everybody felt like, you know, he connected deeply with them one-on-one. I think that's such a massive, massive part of leadership because when you're doing that and you're genuinely taking an interest in the individuals who you're working with, then you're building trust Mm. and you're building that connection that maybe that surface level kind of communication style is missing or potentially missing. And I think you've got to think about your natural communication style and leadership side by side and how those two things build together, you know, and how we connect with people and how we make people feel is a huge part of how effective I think we are as leaders. Yeah, no, look, I wholeheartedly agree whether introverted or extroverted, I think that everyone has a different style of leadership and not one is better than the other. That's exactly it. Absolutely. Yeah, and that, you know, they bring different things to the party. And I think that's something we should all welcome. And like you say, right at the beginning, we're talking about inclusion. And inclusion is all about welcoming in different perspectives and different experiences and different ways of doing things. Um, and seeing all those things as equal and equally valid and equally important because, you know, one no one track is going to have all the answers and the correct answers. We've got to be open to, to listening to those alternative perspectives. Um, and I think that's actually a big part of it, isn't it? It's about being given the space and the time to be heard. I think that's something that's a common thing that I hear with clients who tell me, you know, that I'm a bit more introverted, that I'm not given the opportunity to speak. Or I'm not given the opportunity to to share a perspective in a meeting. It just sort of moves so fast or I get talked over. Those kinds of um, complaints that happen. Um, and I'm just wondering, say, for example, you know, there was a chair of a meeting who was maybe more extroverted or just maybe aware of this balance and this need to, to include both extroverted and introverted people in a discussion. Are there any thoughts that you could, or advice maybe you could give to that chair to make sure that, you know, those introverted uh, characters are heard in a discussion? I think setting an agenda up front is super important with that and making sure that you're also inviting the introverts to contribute to the agenda, Um, but also making pre-read, I think, sometimes a habit um, so that introverts have the um, time to absorb the information before going into a meeting and, you know, ha- then feeling much more prepared when it's time to actually say something. I think that's super important. And in a meeting, look, one of my um, ex-bosses always used to basically ask around the room um, and get everyone's point of view. 
And obviously you can do that in a smaller meeting, but in a larger meeting, I think it's just looking out for those people who've been engaged in a meeting, uh, look like they have something to say and just inviting them, you know, to, to, to share some thoughts. That's very effective. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I, I really, um, I think it's really interesting because every time I have that, I ask that question, I get different good examples of what a chair can do in a meeting to, yeah. um, to make sure that everybody's heard. I think that's really, really helpful advice. Alison, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate you sharing your experiences and your thoughts on this topic. Is there anything else that you would like to add? I would say own your introversion. But introversion is not a negative thing and it shouldn't be perceived um, as a negative. I think, as you rightly said, it is a superpower that you can use um, to the very best of your ability to get um, anything you want to actually in life, even those big leadership roles um, that might seem that they favour extroversion. I think all of those are in reach with a bit of self-belief. Amazing. What a beautiful way to end. <laughs> Thank you, Alison, so much for your time. Thanks very much, Rebecca. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much to Alison. And of course, if you are looking for support in your career and you want to develop your leadership skills, if you want to develop your personal brand strategies and really learn how to stand out from your peers, essentially, and build your profile and self-promote with greater confidence, then that's where we come in. That's exactly where we are expert and where we help our clients every single day of the week. So look, if you wanted to get started by learning more about coaching, if you want to start learning about how to actually land your next promotion through personal branding strategy and through building your profile at work, then you might want to get one of our free gifts. We have a really fantastic resource called Land Your Next Promotion. And it's a checklist of all the things you can be doing to really build your brand and your credibility within your organization. All you have to do is go to rebeccasfreegift.com forward slash checklist. So rebeccasfreegift.com forward slash checklist and you will get Land Your Next Promotion, our checklist right to your inbox straight away and you can get started. I am so looking forward to speaking to you again soon. It is going to be Valentine's Day when I come to you next time. So I look forward to speaking to you then. I have got an absolutely wonderful special in mind for that conversation. And I can't wait to speak to you then.